0: time for us to join our guests for our discussion this morning and I'd like to say hello and good morning to Enzo von File, Capital Preservation Specialist at Financial Shield. Good morning, Enzo. Good morning, James. And also good morning to Richard Harris, the CEO of Port Shelter Investment Management. Uh, good morning, Richard.
1: Hello, James.
0: And nice to have you uh, both on the show. Um we're seeing uh, a revision in the US of uh, economic growth. Um Richard, where does that leave us um with interest rates and the Fed? What what are your what are your thoughts at the moment?
1: Well, you know, my thoughts are that we're in very much uh, a Goldilocks scenario in the US. We've got growth at 3 to 4% probably by the time it settles down, inflation at 3 3 to 4%. Interest rates three, four to four percent. Employment three to four percent. You know, it almost doesn't get better than that. So you have to wonder why there is so much enthusiasm in the U.S. about getting interest rates down, unless we really do start going into a recession. At the moment, things may slow down a bit, but no real sign of a recession. So I don't really see any reason for the Fed to actually start lowering aggressively
0: i mean at the beginning of the year we were all thinking it was definitely going to be a recession towards the end of the year weren't we
1: well i think that's what surprised everybody you know and of course as the markets do they they always surprise otherwise they would have priced it in but i think what we've seen is the consumer remained very strong there's still cash around uh, they still feel fairly confident in the us um europe's fairly similar to people sort of are really looking almost as At business as usual, even though there are some darker clouds out there, uh, they don't seem to be coming in
0: our direction at the moment. A bit of uh, noise on the line there. Let's see whether we can uh, deal with that. Um, Enzio, you know, in in terms of what the Fed is saying, we mentioned earlier on Christopher Waller, uh, Fed Governor, said he was growing more confident that policy was in place now to bring inflation back under control. Is is that similar to what uh, all members of uh, the Fed are saying? No,
2: and I really think it's it's kind it of there's an old Cole Porter song. You say tomato, I say tomato. Hmm. Um, the words one person they they're all providing their views. Ultimately, it's a, it's a board decision, and I really think the it's, it's the bond traders who have to make money somehow, so they will trade off individual utterances. But I really think for our listeners, one should disregard this noise. It's a bit like the paper that you were discussing if somebody there was, Richard. Um, because um I think that um it's just it's it's noise. I agree with Richard that there's at present very little likelihood of a recession. I would, however, warn that at some point higher rates and less cash in the pockets, less growth in jobs have to bite. Nobody knows when. I think there's also a shadow banking system in America that's going to tell us that it's there. But again, these are all wild guesses. It so seems like we're going to get
0: through Christmas and the new year, though, without any major uh, things, doesn't it? Uh, fingers crossed. And then maybe there's some problems, perhaps, NGO in, in, in January. What do you think? I
2: agree with you. If you're saying this Christmas, yes. Whether it's <laughs> Christmas, I <I'll> can tell you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Richard, this Christmas or next?
1: this Christmas should be okay. I mean, we're almost there already, so there shouldn't be any problem. But uh, yes, next year is going to be uh, another year. And is uh, right. You know, those dark clouds are on the horizon. And the question really is uh, uh, how quickly they're going to come in our direction.
0: What are the uh, the other things out there that are affecting Hong Kong at the moment? Uh, would you say, Richard? Now, obviously, you know we're always caught in this uh, between the U.S. and and China, and we're hearing a lot about the uh, the property issues. Is that going to be continuing? Do you think?
1: Absolutely. I I think that what's happened is that the Chinese authorities are slowly uh, releasing the taps into the economy. They they've had bad experience in the past. Um, throwing a lot of money at the economy because it's all gone into property. Um, so I think they're trying to do it bit by bit but the problem is that where you tend to use up your abolition. So I think sooner or later they are going to have to replace the economy in a general way and um, uh, because we have to see the Chinese economy turn around. Uh, And I think, obviously, that's going to affect Hong Kong uh, quite significantly. But we're really holding on to the fact that the authorities are going to act uh, and act strongly, I think, in the new year.
0: HSBC CEO uh, Noel Quinn, we uh, heard his quote earlier on, reiterating that he feels the China property market has now uh, bottomed out. Enzio, is that something that, that, that you would agree with?
2: Um, I'm not really in a position to say let's hope he's right. I mean, he's the banker. I'm not. But I would just say that I think the far more important fundamental issue is that China is at present not really welcoming private industry. They may say they do the private sector, but they're not really allowing the private sector to create those 80 percent of jobs, which the private sector is good at creating from a demand side. In other words, the private sector creates jobs where there's demand for jobs, whilst the public sector creates jobs where it thinks there might be demand. And that's not so clever from the public sector. So until the Chinese mindset turns on that, the governmental mindset of China of allowing the private sector to create jobs, I'm afraid China is just not a buy. I think Japan is, China is not.
0: Jack Ma from Alibaba seems to have been wheeled out to do a bit of rah-rah as far as the the private sector is concerned. Does that sort of thing have any effect, do you think?
2: Well, it's a bit like John Lee with his rah-rah here. Let's all smile ahead of the election. So let's all go out and party in the middle of one shire, God knows where. Um, I don't really think that rah-rah helps. um, And I don't think that it's – I mean, people know what's going on. People aren't stupid. Most certainly, the Chinese aren't stupid. they know what's, what's going on. They're not seeing the jobs created. We don't even know what's happening with the eight or nine hundred million peasants on the countryside. So I think it's a bit of, it's a bleaker picture than, than than one that can be solved by simply stimulating or putting on the monetary gas tanks again.
0: Richard, how much is this going to affect us here in Hong Kong, do you think going forward?
1: Well, I think the Chinese economy affects us dramatically you know we we're, we're uh, joined at the hip now with it, and um, yeah. uh, a, any positive moves in China are going to be reflected here. I suspect we probably are close to the bottom i mean it 's always dangerous to say such a thing but um i don't think that the uh, issues for the property market now are being ignored they are being dealt with yeah. they are being focused on, and there are a lot of measures, I think, that are now being put in place to try and isolate some of the really big, nasty, bad debts from um, the rest of the economy. So I think that's good. But I think, you know, listeners really do have to be aware that we're probably looking at a couple of years before the local property market is really going to react, because it just takes time for... Uh, the bottom to be found, people who feel confident, and to things start building from there. But when I think that happens, I suspect Hong Kong will probably uh, be an option on China, and by that I mean that people will want to move into Hong Kong uh, quite actively because of its different jurisdictions, slightly different status, and the fact that the authorities are keen to keep Hong Kong as a major international centre.
0: I mean, property owners here are all going to want to know, are we at the bottom? And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. is there still more pain uh, to come in terms of the value of their of their apartments, <laughs>
1: right? Well, the interesting thing there is that we're probably not showing the bottom in the market because there's so little trading. People don't want to sell at the bottom. You know, we could be another... 10% below where we are now, I think, if you're looking at real prices where you want to sell today. So people are just not selling. Now, those prices may never be seen in, in, in public, but that's probably where we are now. But uh, I think that what tends to happen in these cases is if people have to sell, they're going to have to sell very cheaply at the moment. But those prices are likely not to be seen, uh, especially if we do see some movement coming back into the marketplace.
0: One place where property doesn't really go up and down very much uh, is Japan. We mentioned it earlier on, Enzio. Are you seeing positivity generally in the Japanese market across the economy?
2: Yes, I think it's, it's, again, it's a mindset change. I think that the Japanese finally, after 30 years, of school prayers have decided that it's time to allow a younger generation to come in which does not want lifetime employment, which does not want just a steady salary, which does not just want the it takes time mantra in Japan that I used to get when I was covering Japan. So I do think that there's a change in the mindset of Japan, um, and I think that that's why the market really, since about 2022, I believe, has doubled in value, and the um, retail sales have gone up since about 2022, so I think that things actually very much on an economic time basis, economic clock, and on a mindset basis are in fact improving excess supply of money, excess demand for goods coming through retail sales up down 5%, year on year they were down about 21% a couple of years ago, year on year, so I think those are good numbers. Um, just back to what Richard was saying about Hong Kong's property, of course, as my dear old brother-in-law always said, when interest rates are low, the wrong people get rich. I think now, however, what we're seeing in Hong Kong is that many, much mainland money is coming in, and, and there are very, very bright mainlanders coming to Hong Kong. That's our real hope, to get our economy mm. going in here are the mainland, not just the buyers, but the mainland brains coming into Hong Kong. And that's our real hope for the future.
0: Richard, turning to another sector, um, I know you keep your eye on the, the crypto world. Um, these big uh, fines that, be, then have been, that have been uh, dealt out uh, in recent uh, days, including Binance, $4.5 uh, billion, dollars. is that going to make a, a big difference to the crypto market, do you think? What do you see going on there?
1: I, I think it's a complete sea change. You know, the crypto exchanges like Binance and FTX and JPEX, they, they were all set up to make trading Bitcoin easier. But unfortunately, they weren't set up in a regulated environment. So we've seen all sorts of things. You know, Binance has been accused of uh, uh, abetting terrorism, FTX, of course, with Sam Bankman-Fried, went bust spectacularly to a tune of $8 billion. Um, and we've had our own issues in Hong Kong, too. So I think, yes, there's going to be a sea change. I mean, uh, we were talking about Charlie Munger, who sadly passed away uh, yesterday, describing crypto as rat poison. And then when it went up nine times, he described it as more expensive rat poison. Well, I think that the regulation is going to come into that market quite quickly. Crypto is not going to go away but it's going to become a lot more focused and um, uh, it'll come to a situation where the ordinary investor will feel maybe a little bit more comfortable about investing in these highly volatile and speculative assets.
0: So a bit more normalized overall? Mm. Yes,
1: it'll take, again, it'll take some time uh, and it'll still be cowboy country for a bit. But, you know, these kind of fines mean it's going to be very difficult for the cowboys or any cowboys to try and set up uh, exchanges just as um, easily as they were before.
0: Richard Harris, thank you very much. Richard is the CEO of Port Shelter Investment Management and also joining us this morning on the show, Enzio von File, a Capital Preservation Specialist at Financial Shields. Well.